Hello, hello, it's Meg here, and I am going to take some time in this solo episode to talk all about ways that you can market your business without using social media. Now, I hear from people all the time who have, you know, for years I've heard people grumbling that they wish that they could get off of Facebook and still get clients, but the 2020 pandemic made it even worse because we all got trapped in our houses. And without that social interaction of being in person, we all went online and felt like we had to be posting all the time in order to give people updates. And I think it burned a lot of us out on social. But Social media is not the only way to be a successful digital marketer. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about nine ways that you can use a different type of marketing, which is called content marketing, in order to have people find you and fall in love with you and want to hire you without logging into a single social media network. You're listening to Social Slowdown, a podcast for entrepreneurs and micro businesses looking for sustainable marketing strategies without being dependent on social media. Social media is a double-edged sword. It's a wonderful way to stay connected, but it also can feel like an addictive obligation. And it's even more complex for businesses. Your audience might be right there, but you've got to fight with algorithms to maybe be seen by them. So whether you want to abandon social media altogether or you just want to take a month off, it's possible to have a thriving business without being dependent on social media. This podcast is all about finding creative, sustainable ways to engage with your audience without needing to lip sync, send cold DMs, run ads, or be available 24-7. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. I am here today to talk to you about ways that you can market your business without social media. I'm just going to go through a big, long list for you to give you an idea of the types of things that we will be talking about on this podcast in future episodes Um, and kind of just give you an overview of the lay of the land, right? Because there's a good chance that you're not alone if you're sick of marketing yourself on social media and wish you could quit but you're hesitant. (laughs) For years, I've been having clients come to me and say, I wish I could get off Facebook and still get clients. But the 2020 pandemic made this so much worse. We all got trapped in our houses and we got cut off from things like in-person networking events and local referral groups. And a lot of us felt like we had to rely on social media in order to be seen and be found and keep getting those clients. But I have really good news for you. If you don't like social media, you can still be a successful digital marketer. And so in this podcast, I am going to break down 18 ways that you can market your business without logging into a single social channel. Now, before I get started, I want to do a quick caveat, which is that I please, please do not build your house on borrowed land. Now, whenever I say this, I think about um, <laughs> there's this like Christian children's song called Sandy Land that says, don't build your house on a sandy land. Don't build it too near the shore. Well, it might be kind of nice, but you'll have to build it twice. So you'll have to build your house once more. Even if you didn't listen to Salty, which was the name of, it's like Raffi for Jesus. Even if you didn't listen to that when you were a kid, um, the idea is this. Do not build something that someone else can take away from you. If you are building your business exclusively on social media, and that's the only place that people can find you, you could potentially have that fall out from underneath you. I know people who built really big followings on Blab. 
Do you remember Blab? I barely remember Blab. They had a huge group or, you know, Clubhouse was really big not that long ago and people were getting all of their clients from Clubhouse and they didn't have anywhere to send them to. So the first part of this is that you need to make your own internet home, one that you own. If you create a website, you own that website. If you are gathering people who subscribe to your email list, you own that email list. If your hosting provider or your email marketing software makes you frustrated, you can just export that entire thing. You can download your website and upload it somewhere else. You can download your email list and go to a different email service provider. But if (laughs) or when social media platforms change their algorithm, you are entirely at their mercy. When Facebook stopped showing pages in favor of groups, businesses who were dependent on organic leads coming from their Facebook pages struggled. When Instagram switched from trying to show everything on the feed to giving all of their attention to video, people who had spent years building out these beautiful grids lost their edge. And also, like, just your account could be shut down. I have friends who have lost thousands of followers when Instagram just shuts down their accounts without notice. I know people whose launches have failed because Facebook thought that their chatbots were too spammy, and so they just get shut down. And it can take weeks or months to get those accounts reactivated. So while social media can be great to promote your business, you should always, always have a website that belongs to you that you can drive people to. You should always have an email service that you are collecting people's information so that when these social media softwares go down, you can still reach your audience. So the first pillar of what we're going to be talking about here, the first half of the marketing advice that I'm going to give you or marketing tactics that you can use falls under the category of content marketing. It's been 25 years since Bill Gates infamously said that content is king, but not much has changed. If you're still regularly on social media, you might only think of content as tweets or, you know, specific scheduled posts, but content marketing can actually include a lot more than that, like educational blog posts or white papers or eBooks or videos or podcast episodes, webinars, email newsletters. All of these are considered content. And the most important part, in my opinion, of having a really strong content marketing strategy, especially if you're trying to decrease your dependence on social media, is to create evergreen content. And by that, I mean nothing that is time sensitive. No blog posts that say, this offer is expiring in five days, you know. Make sure that when your content is found and the time that you're spending creating the content, it can be something that can be enjoyed for years to come. The key to this is thinking about something that people can find forever and consume without needing to go through a paywall or sign up for your email list or something along those lines. So here are nine strategies and ways that content marketing can grow your audience and help you with sales. The first thing is email marketing. (laughs) That is the most important thing, in my opinion, for making sure that you can have a business that's sustainable without being reliant on social media. I could easily pull my business off of social media tomorrow, but you can pry my email list out of my cold, dead hands. So if you have a solid email marketing strategy, you can reach your audience when you want to reach them and when it makes sense for them. And this doesn't mean that you need to have a super complicated funnel with a nurture sequence and a, you know triggers and segments and all these things. You can do that. 
But it can be as simple as sending out a monthly broadcast email to share anything new going on in your business. You can be a little bit fancier and you can create a nurture sequence that will welcome new subscribers and share your best work. Or if you do want that email system that will quote unquote make money in your sleep, you can set up an email evergreen sequence to sell things on autopilot. I will give you a caveat here that often the evergreen sequences do not sell as well as a live launch, but they do sell. So if that's something that you want to do, email marketing can be a huge part of your marketing strategy and how Ever you're using it from very simple to incredibly complex, it can help your subscribers get to know you and prepare them to buy from you. Content marketing option number two is search engine optimization. I bet you thought that this would be first on the list. <laughs> if you guys know me, I'm the founder of Love It for Search, where I help entrepreneurs to get traffic from Google, which is search engine optimization, SEO. But I am mentioning it on this list after email marketing. Because for most of us, we want to have a strong plan in place on our websites for what people do after they find us. So I usually encourage people to either have an option to buy a product or book a consult call and to subscribe to a newsletter before they start thinking about SEO. We don't just want people to come to your website to get page views on it. For those of us that are business owners, page views aren't money. We're not running ads on these pages. What we're using SEO for is to bring in the right clients and help them to buy from us, book a call with us, and subscribe to our emails. Now, everything else I'm going to mention here under this content marketing umbrella can be enhanced with SEO. Uh, and I'm not going to get too deep into SEO here because <laughs> I talk about it all the time everywhere else. You guys, go, go check out my YouTube channel if you want to learn SEO. Okay, what's another way that you can use content to market your business? You can write educational blog posts. How do you get people to trust that you know what you're talking about? You show them that you know what you're talking about. And if you are just getting started with digital marketing and you don't want all of the, you know, the technical headache of recording on video or creating a podcast or anything like that, for those people who are maybe more introverted or are really comfortable writing, uh, you can just write educational blog posts. And by educating your audience in this way, you are doing three things. Number one, you're positioning yourself as an authority. Number two, you can use this to shorten your sales cycle by answering people's questions before they get on a call with you. I often will tell my students that they can create blog posts that answer frequently asked questions. And then when people get on your email list, send them some of these blog posts. Or if they book a call with you before they get to that call, send them some of these blog posts so they can familiarize themselves with the questions that most people ask. And you're not spending your time answering the same questions over and over and over again. You can also create something that can be found and shared with a broad audience forever. So when you start blogging, it's not about posting weekly or daily or however often the internet is telling you now that you must do these things. Instead, I want you to think about creating high quality content that creates a clear value for your audience. Then you can include calls to action in every post to drive people to buy a product or to book a call or to subscribe to your newsletter. 
Another way that you can create content that your ideal client can find and learn from you is to create video content. Now, this is a bit more of a time commitment than blogging, especially if you are choosing to edit your own videos. It can be time consuming or if you're hiring somebody to edit your videos for you, it can be a financial expense to your business. And that's going to be a bit more of a commitment for you than just opening up your website and creating a new post and writing whatever comes to your mind. Um, but one of the reasons that creating video content for your business can be so powerful is because you can put it on YouTube. And YouTube is, after Google, it's the second biggest search engine on the planet. It's owned by Google. And people will often go to YouTube before they go anywhere else in order to teach themselves something new. So if you want to get found by a new audience, YouTube is a great place to set up shop. And it can also be a really great place for somebody to get to know and trust you. I mean, reading a blog post or skimming an email is fine, but I feel like I get to know people better when I hear their voice and I see their facial expressions. And since I started my YouTube channel, I can't count the number of people who have said to me, I feel like I already know you when we hop on a call together because they've seen me and they've heard me talk for so long that they already trust me. So having that video content as part of your marketing strategy and utilizing YouTube can be a really powerful way to help people find you. Now, if you want an option for creating content that is more intimate than blogging, but you also don't want to have to do your hair every time that you create content, here's a great option. You can start a podcast. Podcasting is incredibly easy to start. And even though a lot of you know, official podcasters will give, tell you all the fancy equipment that you can buy, you don't really need it. For example, Erin Kelly from Member Vault has a bunch of podcasts about how easy it is for her to go into her car, open up her iPhone, and record episodes on the go because that's a quiet place in her house. She also has three young kids, so that's like the only quiet place that she can find. But your car is a great place to have less echoes, right? Podcasting is also a great choice because your audience can multitask while they listen. So for me personally, I turn on podcasts when I'm in the car, when I'm walking the dog, when I'm loading the dishwasher. So I'm willing to listen to it for longer. I'm happy to tune in for an hour long podcast, but there's no way that I'm going to send my computer to watch a video for an hour. And yeah, also SEO works for podcasts. You can write show notes for each of your episodes. You can optimize your titles for search. Google now has a Google podcast network. And so you're able to listen to podcasts on Google. So they're indexing stuff. So podcasting can also benefit from SEO, but you don't have to worry about that. You can just use podcasts as a way of sharing your thought leadership and sharing what's interesting to you. Um, another way that you can benefit from your content and have it get found by people and continue marketing for you on autopilot is that once you have that great content created, whether it's video, it's written, it's audio, it's something like an ebook that people can download, you know, whatever you're creating, you can load it into Pinterest. Pinterest shows up in Google Analytics as social media and people think of it as social media, but it isn't. It's actually a visual search engine. And if you create beautiful graphics that make people want to click and then you get it in front of your ideal clients on Pinterest by joining group boards and communities, then people can click through your website and get to know you that way. I also use a tool called Tailwind to auto loop my pins so that way I can kind of feel like I'm 
going to set it and forget it. <laughs> you know, I tap into the Tailwind communities to get my pins in front of other people who are trying to reach a similar audience and they share my pins and they sh- I share their pins. And it feels like something that's going on in the background without requiring a ton of work from me. Another content marketing strategy that you might want to use is being a guest. So if you want those fancy as seen on logos on your website, and maybe you even want to get some backlinks for your SEO, you can try guest posting. This isn't just, you know, trading posts with your buddies. This is about growing your authority by getting featured on larger publications and media websites. So if you're like, I would really love to get featured in a specific publication, you can go look for what that is. Or if you're wondering what a good guest posting opportunity would be for you, you can Google something like, guest post plus your industry or contributor guidelines plus your industry or write for us plus your industry. Yes, it's that simple. You can find a media outlet that accepts guest post and then just follow their contributor guidelines. And if you want the benefits of guest posting and getting those as seen on logos without needing to do the research and pitch yourself, you can even hire a public relations or media professional and they'll research those opportunities to get you featured in online publications and TV shows and radios and podcasts and they'll go pitch for you. So you don't even have to be the one to do it. They might even write the thing for you. So that's an option where you can show up and be seen as an authority through your content, through your expertise, without necessarily needing to be on social media. And my final way that you can use content in order to get people to find you is actually my favorite way. (laughs) And I know you guys may be like, Meg, SEO isn't your favorite way. No, my hands down favorite way for me to grow my audience is to be a guest on other people's podcasts. I regularly have people who hear me on other people's podcasts and then they click through the show notes and they visit my website and they sometimes people will buy a consulting package off of one podcast interview. But remember that podcasting isn't just for audience growth. It's also a fun way to develop relationships with podcast hosts. Entrepreneurs are busy and trying to schedule a coffee chat can be a hard, but if you help that host to create valuable content for their audience, then they're much more likely to let you get on their schedule. And then once the relationship has been established, the host can become a referral source for future clients. They can share share your offers through affiliate links, or sometimes they even become a client themselves. More than once, I have given information on a podcast interview and then had that host stop recording and say, okay, when can I hire you? So I hope that I gave you some excellent ideas about how you can use content in order to grow your business without necessarily needing to also be on social media. I will be back in future episodes about other ways that you can leverage relationships and grow your authority without needing to post all the time. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe in your podcast player of choice, and I will be back with future episodes about how to grow your business without being dependent on social media. Talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Social Slowdown Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or come on over to socialslowdown.com and sign up for our email list so you never miss an episode. We'd also love if you could write a review to help other small business owners find the show. You can head over to socialslowdown.com slash review or grab that link in our show notes for easy access. We'll be back soon with more tips to help you market your business without being beholden to social media. Talk to you then.